art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Emerald City Video, this is Russ. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? <sighs> Hello and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. This is Russ and Zach. Hello! And we're returning to our Snyder Cut miniseries <laughs> yep. uh, after having not completed it. Uh, but we're doing that because the Snyder Cut actually is coming out this week. Yes. Uh, so we're going to talk about the uh, original theatrical cut of Justice League. Uh, real quick, the the for anybody who, for whatever reason, is listening to this and doesn't remember what the whole Snyder Cut situation was. <laughs> um, very, very short version is Zack Snyder, who directed Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, ended up leaving Justice League... Uh, like about three quarters of the way through production uh, and was replaced by Joss Whedon, who had directed the Avengers. Uh, Whedon turned in kind of a Frankenstein cut of the movie that was like half his style and half Snyder's style. And it uh, <clears throat> bombed at the theater. It did marginally better than BVS with the critics, but uh, it, it really was a huge disappointment for Warner Brothers because, you know, it was supposed to be their Avengers, and it yeah. made about a quarter of what the Avengers made. Yeah. Uh, and it made about a third of what BVS made, even though the whole reason that they made all these dramatic changes was because they were scared of blowback a la BVS. Yes. Um, which, again, still made nearly a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, which, for some reason, is, when it's a DC film, a terrible thing. But when yeah. it's... Anyway. But, uh, so Snyder, uh, almost immediately, fans started petitioning essentially Warner Brothers uh, to release Snyder's cut of the movie which didn't exist in a finished form at that point it was still like a uh, an assembly cut assembly cut being basically you take all the footage that you've shot and just kind of string it together and there's no final music there's no final visual effects but like hey we've got the narrative here and uh, ultimately uh, we started doing the Snyder Cut series which is basically looking back at the director's cut of Snyder's previous movies we did Dawn of the Dead and Watchmen and I felt like there was a third one we did but I think we just bought Sucker Punch and then never got around to finishing it which um, I think is generally okay yeah. um, that we never did that one because <laughs> uh, I have rewatched it and it didn't stand up the first time um, and uh, yeah uh, it's like kind of I, I feel like one of the things with Sucker Punch is too it's kind of like Dawn of the Dead where it's like I don't remember being able to tell the difference between the two cuts really like, you'll, you'll bump it to something now and again, but it wasn't like they were wildly different in yeah. the way that, like, Watchmen was. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, also, it's just, it you're distracted by the gross, I mean, every, I think everything, um, since, obviously, um, he's more in the news, uh, you know, Snyder is more being talked about than he would previously because of yeah. this thing coming out and, and the, uh, you know, a lot of the vitriol that was around the Snyder cut. Um, and that, um, and, and, but everyone's really remembering, remembering, um, that remembering that film and going, yeah, that's the, that's everything that defines like Snyder for me is this, like this idea that, uh, 
that a, um, a straight white guy is going to understand what it is basically for a bunch of women to basically be perpetual sexual assault victims mm -hmm. and and like going into some fantasy land that puts them into like the grossest version of whatever cosplay they might do. Um, yeah. like, the, the, the like male mm. fantasy of like what uh, a, a rape victim's uh, storyline is. Revenge which is fantasy a, would be basically. Yeah, like, cause there's like, I there's like, I would like to, I, it's one of those never, it's never gonna fucking happen and shouldn't. But like, it would be interesting <laughs> to see something like, um, you know, you get somebody like, um, uh, oh, my God, I'm trying to make the reference and I, I forgot her name. Uh, I feel so bad. The director of Tank Girl or something. Oh, um, Rachel Dalloway. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, and watch her like do a, a remake of it um, or just I like, a. Or, you know. I feel like Lexi Alexander would be even better because Lexi Alexander oh, yeah. has. Although Tallulay has a lot more experience with like world building and like uh Visual I mean, effects. Anyway, I, I, point it, being, mainly it was like yeah. a female director that knows how to do, Action. you know, some badass yeah. shit. And uh, mind you, any female director would probably do it better, do it more justice. Like literally, like any any woman, <laughs> and a lot of male directors would do it. But just like that's one of those like uh, you tried to do, like uh, anyway. But it is, uh, yeah. I'm not going to get off on that too much. Uh, than I already have. So yeah. Uh, what's funny is that I, uh, I have talked to a bunch of people in the last few years who really stand by, uh, uh, Sucker Punch as like, uh, and, and including like some like feminist women who are like, no, he, I, I like the, I love the movie. Like it's not flawless, but I love it. And yeah. so it's, it's a re it's an interesting, like, I, I was surprised to hear so many people stand up for that movie in the last couple of years because like. I always kind of assumed that nobody liked it slash was paying attention to it. Yeah. Um, but in any event, so we were doing all that. And then in the interim, after we kind of uh, flaked out on finishing this Snyder Cut series, uh, Warner Brothers announced that for HBO Max, their new streaming service, they would actually release Snyder's mm. Cut of Justice League as a four-hour kind of event series or not not series because it, it is being presented as a movie although it's got title cards um and so it's like book this one is going for the two. clerk's reference i assume exactly exactly <laughs> actually it's funny uh there's a red carpet i think tonight <laughs> maybe tonight or tomorrow yeah and it's being presented by kevin smith <laughs> i uh yeah no that would It'd be fun if they uh, if if Snyder just drops a drops a Clerks reference uh, in there. I assume they're going to be doing an interview, mm -hmm. you know, like chatting for at least a moment. Oh yeah, um, sure. That would be well, super fun. I think what it is is that like, and again, like I could be wrong, but it's Kevin Smith, Janelle Monique, and Snyder are the hosts, and I assume that those three will be doing the interviews with cast and stuff. Yeah. Um, Janelle Monique is actually uh, she was a she's a. She used to be a reporter. She probably still is a reporter for like Polygon or something. But she uh, right now has gotten like viral famous as she's the producer of uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, the um, Scrubs Rewatch podcast. Yeah. And like most shows on Earwolf, the producer becomes a character because you have these celebrity hosts who don't really understand how anything works. And so they're constantly like calling off camera to ask a question. And so your producer has to have like a personality that can then yeah. come in and basically be Andy Andy Richter. <laughs> uh, 
not Ed McMahon, but Andy Richter. I like I, I like your modern. Uh, yeah, exactly. You're, you're doing it for the it. kids, making a Conan Conan uh, Conan O'Brien reference as opposed to a <laughs> for the Eddie kids. Richter. Yeah. Uh, also on Conan's podcast, his producer who does do that is not Andy Richter because Andy Richter is not a. But so it's 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 a reference that gets lost in its own. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, uh, in any event, Snyder Cut comes out officially tomorrow. Uh, it's called Zack Snyder's Justice League, technically, which is, uh, apparently it went through, like, four different iterations of title, but once, like, they had Zack Snyder's Justice League in there as, like, a placeholder while they were trying to figure out what they wanted to call it, and, uh, when they started talking about, like, getting rid of Snyder's name from the title and, like, be making it like justice league the director's cut or something yeah. uh all the snyder cut people were like fuck you why like we just spent a year and a half using release the snyder cut yeah like you probably should have just called it the snyder cut <laughs> yeah yeah but uh which is seo wise a pain in the ass like, which is probably half half of the reason they're like okay we're trying to get this away from like a the idea that we didn't want to do it <laughs> like yeah you know which I, think... I mean which mind you i always i do genuinely wonder like obviously after it you know bombed and you know i guess it did bomb like this one genuinely did yeah um because of the cause everything else but um and probably god it'll be it, it'll be interesting because and one of the problems with streaming services obviously that we've we've talked about before yeah. is that we never know opaque. yeah well we never know what the yeah we never know what the numbers are so we don't know like I don't understand. I still don't understand like the like numbers game of like what do they consider a huge hit? Because like, is it new signups? Is it like existing? Because I mean, like, yeah. how does Netflix, who basically everyone has a Netflix membership that will ever have one, like they've yeah. peaked. Other than like people turning eighteen and like getting kicked out of their households and their yeah. parents figuring out how to change the Netflix passwords are the only way that new people are signing up. <laughs> At this yeah. point, like that specific group of people, um, and uh, um, and so like, how do they how do they qualify like when they come out with one of their new big blockbusters, yeah. you know, in quotes blockbusters, whatever that means anymore? Um, how do they qualify that as a huge hit? And never mind, you know, I I don't believe a damn thing that Netflix ever says about their numbers yeah. one way or the other because there's literally no transparency whatsoever when it comes to ratings, and and um, and they're always. They're always saying like, "Oh, X is the biggest thing that we've ever had," and I'm like, "It's like there was a I cannot remember the name of it. There was like a French language action movie yeah. um, that came out recently that they were like, "Oh, this has been streamed more times than any other blah blah blah,", blah. and I'm just sitting here going, "Really? Like yeah. the, the French language action movie with like one actor I kind of heard of, Omar Sy yeah. from the, the X Men franchise, yeah. like that has." 400 million people or something watching it because that's the number that you said watched you know fucking tiger world or whatever yeah um, i I, yeah. I i almost called tiger king Tigerland. um <laughs> <laughs> tiger king the the snyder king. um but it's uh yeah i mean it would basically be like so every i mean i guess everything's dubbed on netflix now immediately based on Probably, what i've yeah. seen yeah because if you accidentally if you accidentally sit through the credits on something you see three years worth of credits for like the spanish language and french and you know every fucking language has its own set yeah. of credits for people who had to do 
all the translation and dubbing and subtitling. Um, but yeah, so in any event, I agree with you. Uh, the one thing I can say, uh, obviously they know how many total views something has. Yeah. Um, I know that, especially for services that are newer, like for Disney Plus and HBO Max, mm -hmm. um, initial viewership numbers are, or even initial signups, are less um, relevant, I guess. Like it, Obviously they're still counted and they're still taken into account. But they're less um, important than, okay, so three months later, how many of those initial signups are still here? Yeah. And so it's hard. Like, with a theatrical release, you can, like, on Friday, look at the first day and be like, mm -hmm. oh, shit, Justice League was a disaster um, because it made $17 million bucks and it cost $400 million to make. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, you can't do that on on streaming, not only because the numbers are all opaque, but also because even if it looks big, like it, yeah. even if it looks like, holy shit, like 21 million people signed up so that they could see Mulan. Yeah. Uh, if 16 million of those are gone again in a couple of months, then it means, yeah. OK, so we made eight bucks from those people. You know. Yeah, especially especially when you're doing. Um, I mean, I guess Netflix does this too now. I mean, like early days, Netflix would like House of Cards came out. Yeah, that's it. Like that was it. Yeah. Like there was other small things, but you never knew because Netflix never tells you anything uh, comes out. Um, <laughs> and and is really mm -hmm. tough with screeners and and a whole different yeah. deal. But um, yeah. whereas now uh, it's like they have so much shit coming out that like there isn't usually a week yeah. that comes out that there isn't at least one okay. big. Netflix title and I put big in quotation marks not only because like a lot of them they don't promote but also because uh, oh, it, yeah. it's it's hard to know what the hell yeah. is big. Well, I mean it's just, it's the same thing like with HBO. I mean HBO used to like literally like maybe maybe two shows would come out yeah. um, at the same time, which I always I, I think that they're they're Sunday night like they're back when they used to do the Sunday night like it was uh what True Blood and. Um, I got six, uh, six feet under, six feet under. So. Either that or Sopranos yeah. was around the time of that. Well, I just, I mean, in that same realm of time where yeah. it was just like everything was staggered when it came to seasons. So at least you were turning in at least one, one yeah, time. Yeah, because there, there was show, like, I know what you mean, because there was like a period where it was like, and again, just for it, for instance, it'd be like, okay, so for half the year, there's True Blood and uh, Six Feet Under. Then the other half of the year would be Sopranos and Deadwood. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Deadwood. Anyway, I never saw that movie. Um, uh, uh, it was good. Um, on the scale of Deadwood, it was good. Um, I mean, I loved Deadwood, so it's like a scale of goodness. But it was also like it's a still a TV. Uh, yeah, it's still, it's still a TV movie of a TV show, uh, yeah. which are rarely like groundbreaking films. Which, by the way, we yeah. should we should actually speak of because uh, uh, one one TV film before we actually talk about the thing that we're supposed to be here for uh, is uh, Yafet Kato uh, passed away this week. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. he um alien um like well, the way i know him is uh uh homicide life on the streets uh yeah. which is you know, the best damn show ever made um but uh he the only reason is i believe he oh my god i feel bad because this is one of my favorite shows uh but in the tv movie mm -hmm. uh his character uh spoilers because you know fit 20 years on um <laughs> and also <laughs> And also, and I also believe it's not available anywhere because I don't even think I don't even think it's I don't know if it's on the box set I own. Huh. Uh, uh, it, it probably is. Uh, I just haven't like 
when I sit yeah. down to watch that, I'm going to watch the whole fucking thing. So I actually, I've had it for like a year or two yeah. and I haven't actually sat down and watched it because it, but it's also one of those shows where I'm like, oh no, please stand up to the level that I remember you being. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's always really worrying when, yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he was an amazing actor. Um, and like, yeah, well, um, you could, I, I, he's one of those actors that like, I you immediately see his face and like, yeah. Jesus Christ, what a fucking presence. Like I was just rewatching some of the scenes, um, on, on, uh, on YouTube, the few, you know, scenes that are basically allowed to be on YouTube for homicide. which is just like the weirdest, I wish yeah, I could understand really. what that whole deal is. I think uh, part of it honestly is just that because they did the box set through like shout factory or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of those smaller specialty labels are way more aggressive than like regular studios about D- DCMA takedowns yeah. uh, because like their margins are so thin. Like it's not even I don't even I don't even think it's available anymore. Like I think everything's on eBay, yeah. uh, which is like it's just it's just one of those shows that's maddening because I think it would ha- definitely have. Like anybody who likes law and the like law and order world, anybody who likes the wire or anybody who like, cause it's like, I, you know, everybody's like, I still haven't actually watched the wire. Um, I've tried and I just care too much. Um, and I, and I think a lot of that comes down to, so have you seen the wire? Have you seen the wire? Yeah. Like that, that show embodies that sort of that and the uh, breaking bad or the two shows where I'm like, you just killed. Like, I, I hate that it, it did that, but like, yeah, uh, president alien, um, is a solid show. Uh, I've been slowly mm. watching it because it's on it like one week. I, I, I was behind on it and now I'm catching yeah. up on, on, uh, I think it's on Paramount. Um, and, uh, it's good, but my aunt was like, have you watched it yet? Have you watched uh-huh. it? Yet? You watched it? And it's just like, and she also like, Oh, there's this great scene where this happens. Like you have to watch it. And so like o- over that, over like an entire season of yeah. the show, yeah. I've just been like, okay, so I know all the scenes that are really funny that yeah. are about to happen because I remember. <laughs> like, if she wants, I have a, uh, I have a fleece. I may have to steal that from you. Uh, Sci-Fi sent me a little press kit, and I, I don't remember what was in it, but I, I still have the fleece, and I have a, uh, a pint glass that's like, remember the 49. Uh, <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, but anyway, Snyder Cut. I don't know what I was talking about before, but let's well, talk about Snyder Cut. Ironically, so. we aren't talking about We're not about talking about Snyder Cut. We're, we're yes, going to talk about the theatrical just, cut, which no. uh, we talked about when it came out. Yeah. And uh, the thing that always strikes me is that uh, with movies that aren't amazing, uh, my opinion tends to change a lot over time. Uh, yeah. A lot of the time... I tend to be more enthusiastic coming out of the theater than you. And then uh, that'll change over time because we'll both kind of like uh, revert to the mean. Yeah. Um, and it seems like that's you know, like just talking to you off mic. That seems like that that's kind of what happened. I remember really uh, like I still didn't think it was like an A plus kind of movie. But I remember like recording the podcast and like being fairly apologetic yeah. for the movie at the time and being like, yeah, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. Um and like I, I still I, I enjoy it as like, kind of a dumb movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Callie actually really likes the theatrical cut of Justice League, and it's like she'll she'll probably never see the Snyder cut just because I can't imagine a scenario where she sits through a four hour thing. <laughs> and if uh, <clears throat> if I were to say like no, it's really good, it's worth it. 
we might try to like sit down and watch it as a TV show, like using the, the title cards as episodes. Yeah. Yeah. But even then it becomes like four times that you have to sit down. And... Yeah. Seven times. Seven um, times. Yeah. It's broken up. Not, not in like hour chunks. It's just kind yeah. of randomly. It's, it's, it, it is, I mean, to the, to his credit, it's, it's not random. It is, yeah, it yeah. feels like kind of chapters in a book kind of thing where it's like the, the first one ends as they finally get to the point where they're just like, Oh shit. So this is what's happening. We got to get serious about this team we've been talking about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, in any event, uh, so, so like, I, I don't, I don't hate it by any stretch of the imagination, but it's certainly, I don't like it as much as I did when I came out of the theater. And I feel like it's a movie that, um, <clears throat> the more I've watched it, the more you can kind of see the seams of like where the Frankensteining happened and those get really distracting. Yeah. Uh, and having, seen and i'm not going to talk about the snyder cut at any kind of length but like i having seen it yeah. uh it there are a lot of places where it's like oh yeah i was right about this oh yeah i was wrong about that uh yeah. one thing i will say which is kind of vaguely spoilery but it's it's really not and it, like because I, I won't tell you what they replace it with i remember yeah. coming out of there and thinking that if lois's monologue at the very end of this movie the one that's up in the sky yeah yeah i, I remember thinking like the up in the sky sounds like a Whedon thing, but the rest of that monologue felt very of a piece with what Snyder did with Superman. Yeah. And so I remember thinking like, if that was not a Snyder like monologue, I would be kind of surprised. Yeah. And it apparently was not because that is not <laughs> how the movie ends. Uh, yeah. I mean, first of all, the movie has like a 20 minute epilogue after, after it ends uh, now, but like also <laughs> it's not how, that part of the movie ends either like there's a yeah. different monologue over basically the same montage yeah. um but uh but anyway point being like having watched it now it like it really reinforces a lot of my like oh <laughs> yep that was that was shot later that was you know yeah because uh, of course the, in addition to everything else the weed and stuff was shot as like it was it was ostensibly reshoots mm -hmm. and the thing of it is that like 40 minutes of this movie is weed and stuff because they did extensive reshoots, uh, partly because they wanted to cut the movie down so much because Snyder's cut was really long and he wanted it to be a long movie. Like he was, yeah. he didn't expect to make a four hour movie by any stretch of the imagination yeah. back then. But like he said that like he had a cut that was three hours long and then like the studio, like they went back and forth a few times. And so there's a cut out there that exists someplace yeah. that's like two hours and 20 minutes that would have probably been the theatrical cut if he'd stayed on. Yeah. Um, which, which by the way, always surprises me because there's been, there's been a handful of times when you hear about there being like some extensively long version of yeah. the film um, of uh, specifically within the DC, you know, DC yeah. and Marvel worlds um, and more so in the DC, obviously. Um, but uh, you don't hear anything about Marvel. <laughs> um, but uh, th the fact that like both Harry Potter and um, uh, Hunger Games both split like the final film into yeah. two, and it did well. Like it didn't. It wasn't like a fan go fuck yourself. You're trying to bank more yeah. money. It was a. You know, I mean, I, I don't. I don't know enough about either. Like, I, I haven't read the books of. Uh, 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 I haven't read the final books of Harry Potter or Hunger Games, so I don't know whether it's something that like desperately needed two films or whether with, it really was. Yeah, I think with Harry Potter, it definitely needed it just because yeah. of the size of the books and because of the fact that like there's a long ass epilogue that basically sets up like 
what happens to everybody because at the time she was talking about not returning to the world. Yeah. And so, like, <clears throat> I think that there was no way around it for Harry Potter because it's just like, oh, well, we have to include almost all of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know about the Hunger Games, but I will say Justice League was originally announced that way. Yeah. Like, originally Justice League was supposed to be Justice League's part one and parts one and two, and it was yeah. like, part one was going to be Steppenwolf, and then they turn they turned back Steppenwolf, and then part two was going to be Darkseid. Yeah. And which is like his nephew, who's the ruler of the world he comes from. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> that move like that changed quickly. I I don't know if I think they announced that he was doing Justice League one and two at the same time they announced BVS. Mm-hmm. And so like by the time there was a set visit, which was like halfway through production of Justice League, um, yeah. Snyder's wife was already saying because uh, she's a producer on the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Deborah Snyder was already saying, yeah, no, we're not doing, or not that we, not that they weren't doing two Justice League movies, but it, yeah. it was, we're not planning two Justice League movies. We're doing this. And then if there's a sequel, that's awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that changed very, very quickly. And at the time, um, everybody kind of pointed at, I mean, two things. First of all, everybody knew like part of that was overreaction to Batman v Superman underperforming. Yeah. Uh, but uh, also, a lot of people pointed to the Twilight saga because in Twilight, the second half of the two-part finale yeah. was not well-received. Yeah. And so it it really it, – it didn't tank by any stretch of the imagination. It still made money, but yeah. it made like – I want to say 45% or something crazy like that of what the first half of the story made. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a big part of it was because – uh, and I don't remember the specifics or the mechanics of it, but from what I understand, the big fight scene that happens, like the big, the big giant battle that is the, the yeah, culminating, yeah. Um, like happens in somebody's mind or something. It's like you see the whole thing happen, you see all these people die, you see all this, and then it like snaps you back to reality, and it's like, no, that didn't really just happen. That's just like in somebody's mindscape or something like I, I i can't remember what it was i remember that it didn't really happen and that they yeah. had a second fight that wasn't as impressive and that the you know but yeah. um uh, i i did I, at some point i as a shorthand said on twitter like that they did it all it was all just a dream ending mm-hmm. and some twilight people got very angry that i called it a dream um <laughs> but uh but so like that movie was not like that that looking at that and saying like oh well the, it tanked but it, it also that 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 disappointed right at the same time that uh like bbs had just come out and then also warner had was having all kinds of issues with the hobbit um i i think they had just like i think that they had just pushed it from two parts to three because they couldn't like get his cut <laughs> under control yeah um of a movie just, where the fans were upset. Some, some, someone who I, I love, I don't think we talk about, um, and mind you, I, I, I love his work. I, the yeah. Hobbit's garbage. Uh, the, the Hobbit is hot garbage. Um, but, you know, Lord of the Lord of the Rings is incredible. Um, and the fact that he fought for three films over yeah. Weinstein, you know, Weinstein's like, whatever. But um, <laughs> we don't, t- it, it is funny, maybe like how there's like these memes about certain directors and certain, you know, certain yeah. storylines whatever like oh this person does this and then they're like but there's this director over here that everyone loves who's just as much of a 
I won't, I won't say asshole in a bad way, but just like, right. like being an asshole about getting his way, which right. is a director's, you know, thing. Um, and, and like, no one really talks about that because, you know, yeah, <laughs> his fan base, basically his fan base is a little bit different and yeah. whatever, but yeah, you know. yeah, pretty much. Uh, give me two seconds. I got to go grab something. Oh, Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby and have ourselves a second. All right. You're frozen. <laughs> I'm frozen? Yeah, you're like halfway through taking a cup of, or taking a, a, a sip of coffee. <laughs> um, but that's ironically what I had to do because I, uh, I had run out of coffee and at the start of our conversation, like almost immediately after we connected, the yeah. coffee maker turned off. And yeah. I'm like, if I don't get it now, it won't be hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird that it won't, that I'm caught, but I'm not. Huh. Can I, you my audio here? fine? I, I, you, you're perfectly fine. Like, but my, like, it's weird that my audio is continuing for some reason. Yeah. Uh, well. Um, anyway, yeah. uh, so Justice League. Uh, we were talking. Oh, talking, we were talking about like the Hobbit stuff. But yeah, so originally Justice League was supposed to be like that. Um, although, I, ironically, as far as I can tell, very little of the uh, the plan for Justice League Part Two has made it into the Snyder Cut. It's mostly just a, an extended version of Part One, along with like a long epilogue because Snyder's not coming back, and so it becomes like, okay, well, this is saying goodbye to this version of the characters, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, that part doesn't bother me at all. The, there's like a, an element of the epilogue that I'm like roll my eyes at because again, like if there's no sequel, then there's certain things where you're just like, ah, that wasn't really necessary. Like we didn't need a button on this character or this concept because it wasn't that important to the overall three movies that yeah. we did, yeah. you know, but, uh, in any event, the, uh, Justice League movie, like watching it again and again. I, I watched it. At, to, I watched it and watched the Snyder cut in the space of like twenty four hours. So it's hard mm -hmm. to keep everything totally straight. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there are certain things that I liked in the theater, and that don't work for me on the small screen, or at least don't work nearly as well. Yeah. Uh, a big one, and I remember questioning the choice, even I think in our podcast. Uh, when I was high on the movie, was I don't understand why they thought it was a good idea to have the John Williams Superman theme in the scene where he's fighting the Justice League. Yeah. Like, it yeah. really undermines the use of that theme as, like, a triumphant return later. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, maybe like put it in the minor key or something like that. Like, so at least, I mean, which is like the standard, like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's evil now um, or he's bad or whatever, which, which, <laughs> which might like, I, my, my first note from that too, is that since we're jumping in, um, uh, but like my, why, why, why is Diana all very, very negative about bringing back Superman from the dead and then literally I don't know how long this film to Wonder Woman to, or I guess it's before. Wait, it happens after. Oh my God. So she's, she was all about bringing 
her i mean i guess maybe she's learned from her arc well, even though obviously like storylines god only knows yeah. whether that script 84 existed while justice league was being made but like her hesitancy to bring back superman and then watching her super fucking goddamn excitement yeah. to basically rape a guy throughout an entire film <laughs> and like gaslight to more than anybody else i've ever you know like of in in 84 which i don't we've never done 84 have we no because i was really drunk when i watched it and yeah. so uh, i didn't have uh i didn't have enough insight to i i also i think i also i hated it so fucking much that like i think it's one of the few films i like bought you know films that come out like that are big things that like I actually think I stopped watching it and then started again because I was just like, I can't, I can't do it so much. Like, because I just hated everything. In I it. will say from what but, I saw, I did like, I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it enough to like purchase it. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm the digital version came out this week and immediately when a, when a comic book movie comes out, especially because of my job, I'm always like, Oh, I should just grab that. And with this one, I'm like, nah, It'll come out in Blu-ray in three weeks, and there's a 50-50 chance Warner Brothers will send me a copy. Yeah. And at a bare minimum in three weeks, once there's a DVD, I'll be able to get a digital copy for much cheaper than paying 25 bucks yeah. now. But it's, it's, it's just interesting because watching, watching 84 and then watching and like also now thinking even that like that obviously happened before. So now she's in modern day, and so she's had you know, 40 years or whatever to whatever, you know, whatever year yeah. that Justice League has to be set in, theoretically. Um, but, like, it's weird to think that she had a, a bringing back life experience and, like, A, I guess maybe either that explains her hesitancy because she's gone through it, but also she was super excited and super okay with bringing, yeah. bringing back um, her love, which, again, is so maddening because, like, not not to harp too much on Wonder Woman eighty four, but like so much of her, um, and this is obviously talked about extensively. Where it's just like, mm -hmm. why is every why does a man have to tell her that she can do things if yeah. she's like the <laughs> just like and like a lot her her boyfriend basically has to do it, and like the fact that she's still like a hundred years on harping and, on this this guy, which and that, I look at. <laughs> kind of carries through actually to yeah. this movie uh, th to at least this cut of this movie where she's like oh i have to be a leader because batman told me so yeah yeah, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> as opposed to i have to be a leader because this is a combat team and i'm an yeah. ancient warrior who can kick the ass of every three people on this team yeah yeah and the fact that you get you unlike you know i mean like unlike superman who at least within this world, has no training whatsoever. He's right. just Superman, which is something that I've always found weird about the Superman character is that I don't, obviously I have not, I'm not a Superman fan the way that you mm -hmm. are, like I'm a Batman person. Um, and, but like, has he never received training? But um, like, they don't I mean, really, they don't really dwell on it the way that you do with Batman. Um, well, yeah, it's, because he's the it, guy. In the comics, it has to be. In the comics, it's talked guy. about that like he got training, like off camera, basically. Um, I, I just always think about, I always think about like some of the like the extreme, like what if the Hulk received like, you know, 
martial arts training and yeah. could actually, you know, or whatever, like something, something along those lines. And you're like, oh, he'd actually be good at fighting as opposed to just yeah. the Hulk or yeah. the whatever. But. Well, and that's, I mean, I think too, that's part, like, there's a couple things. First of all, uh, like I said, off, uh, off screen slash off panel, I think the implication is like, he at least trains like with Superman. I think you can just explain it away as like, oh yeah, he trains with the fortress drones or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but also like it does help to have that to differentiate like wonder woman yeah it's like okay yeah. they're just like they're both like strong basically unkillable characters but like wonder woman's skill set includes being a warrior whereas superman's it really does not yeah. you know yeah um i do think i do think that like there's also a general idea with superman that because he has super speed and blah, 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 blah. That like on some level, he's a really good strategist yeah. because he's like, he's perceiving time as being slow and he can figure out the three things that all might work and then react to how most people are moving as long as they aren't as fast as him. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Until, you know, you come up against doomsday and then everything sucks. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, the, um, that 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 is a weird thing and again wonder woman wonder woman is one of the characters who kind of like gets the short shrift in this movie and it it was a little bit less notable i think because her movie had just come out and so i don't think anybody was kind of like oh well we really need another like 25 yeah. minutes of wonder woman yeah but like watching it and especially watching it after the snyder cut where everybody has like much more of a full on arc because it's so fucking long um it's it's like really easy to look at things and be like, oh yeah, that's right, that's weird, um, because there are certain things that like you're like, oh that I understand why that happened now, or certain things where you're like, okay, so that was just invented for the theatrical cut. Like I I'll, I will say, I don't recall her being that strident against it in the theatrical cut, or in the uh, in the Snyder, Snyder cut. cut. Yeah. I think that the only person who was really anti-resurrection in the Snyder Cut was Aquaman. And I'm wondering maybe with Aquaman's movie coming up next, if somebody somewhere along the line was, can we soften him or at least like give him an ally that people already like? Yeah. <laughs> and that way, like he doesn't like when his movie comes out, we don't have to fight against the fact that half the DC people think he's a douchebag because he didn't want to bring Superman back. Um, I also which, I, I, I literally yeah. never heard anybody have that conversation, but yeah, it's the only, yeah. only explanation I can think of for like adding Wonder Woman's doubts and reshoots. Yeah, I, I uh, um, like uh, the fir uh, first like I, I say I, I'm watching it the every time since I've tried to watch like little bits of uh, uh, Justice League the uh, theatrical. Um, I've been watching it on at least like a 40 inch screen, like yeah. HD, you know, like 4K, you know, yeah. like a good screen. <clears throat> and the fact that like, because I mean, one of my big complaints in the theater was I felt like they needed another render on a lot of the CG. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, well, the last time I watched it, I'm watching it on a 32 inch TV that's like on the desk here. Um, I'm in an Alaskan cabin right now, by the way. I'm not <laughs> at home, so <laughs> just if you forgot. Um, like, and I don't remember. I don't remember having any of those. Like to the point that I was like, did they do a a render? Like, did they do like some touch ups? And like, I 
can't imagine that they did for a film that bombed. You know, they spent any money on redoing CG or something I, like that. You would Byron. think no, but I vaguely remember hearing, like, obviously not that they spent a lot of money on it, but I do yeah. vaguely remember hearing that, like, when the Blu-ray came out, the mustache didn't look as bad. Yeah, um, I mean, it just things. I mean, like, you know, it's funny because the mustache, I don't even, I, I didn't even, you know, <laughs> but, like, one of those, that's, like, one of the things that I think that, like, it's weird because usually, like, like, I, I felt bad watching, what did I watch? How did I watch Tenet? I'm trying to remember. I think it was... Did I actually watch it at home where at least I have like a good size screen and it's 4K, but like, or whether I watched it here possibly. Did, <laughs> but, did you see, uh, did you see the the thing about the guy who put Tenet on a Game Boy Advance? <laughs> uh, literally out of spite because he was tired of, uh, uh, what's his name, telling us, telling everybody that they had to watch it on the biggest possible screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So if you're gonna, by the way, uh, directors, if you're gonna be all pissy about like how people should watch films and like and not want to release things, um, then maybe actually make that uh, cut that ver- that uh, um, that uh, you know large format film available in places outside of like New York City and L.A. Because yeah. then we can actually see it. Because when wasn't Tenet was Dunkirk came out, I remember being like, I am willing to drive for to go see this like a film that like i didn't like that much but but, like i get it it was a spectacle film it was you know i get why it needs to be seen big and it's it does not work well on the small on on small tvs like it just doesn't uh which is i think a thing that people need to be talked about when it comes to whether you're making a film for general audiences or whether you're making an art film uh like you know i'm making a film that is you know only good to watch on a Game Boy Advance, it's not going to have a thea- theatrical cut. Vice versa, you know? <laughs> but anyway, um, especially when, you know, we live in a, uh, we live in a society. Um, <laughs> but, ha, ha, ha. Ironically, um, <laughs> uh, uh, the, I will say this, because it's, it was a headline on comic book. Um, even though that was what Jared Leto's Joker said in the teaser for Zack Snyder's just he does not say that in the Snyder cut they 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 just put that on the trailer to to troll people just to fuck with people I kind of enjoy that to some level but uh (laughs) but yeah (laughs) but considering like it it it, it is funny because there's like the Joker characters um uh which is you know we're now 40 minutes into this and still haven't really talked about the film too much but the uh, the Joker characters um like within my the world that I I usually live in which is you know, covering the far right um, yeah. has its own <laughs> has its unfortunate own thing. So yeah. whenever something like that comes out, basically everyone in my every everybody in my Twitter timeline goes, oh. yeah. <laughs> like I get it as an entertainment person, but as a far right, I'm like, oh no, somebody's gonna yeah. write that in one of their manifestos again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, but uh, my whole point was um, it it looked a lot better. It was a lot better yeah. than I remember it. Like I remember distinctly not liking this film and being somewhat embarrassed as a person because like, you know, both of us had like talked about how much we love right. Batman versus Superman defended it, um, you know, to the extent that we you know cared to. And um, like the being like, Oh fuck, this is, this is really bad. But like, I actually enjoyed a lot of it, which I don't remember enjoying I- I think the existential dread of basically getting somewhat, I literally for me, it was, I remember watching it in theaters. 
um, was watching uh, that first um, scene where uh, Diana, which again, I like Diana as a character. I'm yeah. even okay with, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on her name. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm uh, even Get okay out. with, what's that? Gal Gadot. Yeah, Gal Gadot, which I, I didn't like the casting. I thought you needed some, I, I would definitely have gone with, <laughs> I remember who I pitched as a, uh, as a Wonder Woman. Um, and uh, now that she has been uh, completely, quote unquote, uh-huh. canceled, um, it's a little embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I did not know that she was a member of the, basically the alt-right at the time yeah, period. Yeah. Um, but, um, but like the idea that like, you have somebody who's this skinny and like whatever. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I think you should be a little bit like, I get superpowers and everything like that. But there's like an extent where it's like Superman is still like ripped. Like, yeah. but for some reason, female characters, you can't have that, which is something I really hate. Um, considering she's at least supposed to be on his level. Anyway, but like that opening scene where she's taking on bank robbers, which never mind. I get is part of her arc, which like basically she's not using her full talents and she's supposed she should be like a big figurehead. And that's part of what this film is about. But like the fact that like she's doesn't know how it's even more confusing with 84 happening because Mm -hmm. 84 explores like, oh, she knows how to use her powers now. Like she knows how to fly. She knows how to do these things. This is what they're doing. But then in this thing, she has to do things like she's completely 100% defensive like when but anyway but like the whole editing of the scene I just thought it was an atrocious scene um made and I was like oh no the dread of like this is not going to be good immediately right then and there um and like that still was there a little bit even though my like my first note is I don't remember any of this like I remember messaging you being like yeah because there was that weird technical pickup Right, that happened. That they accidentally dropped um, like an hour of yeah, uh, yeah, of the new version out, and of course, all yeah, the conspiracy it, theorists immediately came in. And we were like, "They're trying to tank the film. They're trying yeah. to." And you're like, "This actually has helped the buzz of the film more than anything else could have possibly done." Yeah, yeah. Like, this is what happens. Like, this is people, publishers, and studios do this purposely. They'll drop like you know, never mind. They'll drop like a twenty minute start of some films you know yeah. did, i think i mean they, also i will say I, I if they were gonna do that i think they would just accidentally release it for half an hour not drop it into the middle of fucking tom and jerry oh really is that what happened because they're like I, that's yeah how much I, it, it was like somebody was like an hour into tom and jerry and all of a sudden they just switched over to the snyder cut <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a weird <laughs> Which of course, I mean, the one thing I'll say is that because the uh, because Tom and Jerry has not been well received, um, there was a certain like if I was going to believe a conspiracy, it wouldn't be that they were trying to tank the Snyder Cut. It would be that like, oh, they're trying to get people to actually log in and check out <laughs> Hour of Tom and Jerry. I, I, I will say though, uh, I believe now that this makes um, Tom and Jerry um, canon now, um, and that is part of the DCEU. Um, not the other way around or potentially yeah. the other way around is that now, uh, <laughs> which I, which I enjoy the world, the idea that, uh, you know, this hotel exists where there's an animated, uh, cat and, uh, and mouse exist within the same exact world that justice league is happening. <laughs> and I, Superman. I, I mean, I, I, 
I, I could buy it. I don't think that uh, I don't think there's anybody in that movie who's already in a DC movie that would conflict with it. So true, true. Um, yes, it, but... but yeah, the um... oh, man. and again, it's really hard to like having seen the the Snyder cut to not like get into that. I, I can't yeah, wait uh, to. I want to see what you have like what you think after you see that cut in the other ver- the other version of the movie. Yeah, no, you, you um, mentioned or, or that scene. Cause... It's better, but it's, um, or at least it's, you know, because that's, that is not a well-cut scene. It's not, it's not a well-done scene. And especially at the it's opening. Actually, the way that they, it's weird because the way that they put it together is that that was like two or three different scenes that all like, cause like you would cut away to like what Wonder Woman was doing in another room or something, or you would cut it. Like, I, I can't even remember what it was, but it was like, I remember like looking at the theatrical cut and being like, there's like the timeline is all moved around where it's like yeah. the, this part, it's like she comes in the door and immediately goes to one of the last things that she does at the end of a 10 minute scene in the Snyder cut. Yeah. And then like cut back to something that she would have done that she didn't. So yeah. it's like, Part of that is just you look at it and it's like, I'm sure if, if somebody was really dedicated to it, and especially now the Snyder Cut is going to be out and people are going to have seen it, yeah. I'm sure they'll have people who go back and dissect the scene in, in YouTube videos and be like, oh, here are all the little continuity errors that are created because they cut this thing from later. Like, look at all this brick sitting over here from where she crashed through. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, that, that opening was weird. Uh, every, I mean, honestly, the opening... For her and Superman was both weird. Um, yeah. I don't know why. I still don't know why they felt the need to front load the random Superman podcast thing. Yeah. Like I, it it it's charming enough. Like you get the like. I guess that's it. I guess they just wanted to establish that um, Superman was always Superman, and that he didn't like need to have a hero's <laughs> journey, like Snyder kept saying. Um, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but like that, yeah. The, combining that and then the Wonder Woman, it does feel like it takes a while for this movie to get started. Yeah, um, where it's just like I don't know what those two scenes have to do with, and again, like the the Wonder Woman scene not only exists but is longer in the Snyder cut, but also it's right. not the first thing that happens in the movie, so it's a different yeah. vibe. Yeah, um, it yeah, it's uh. Ugh. it's there's you know there's just a lot of uh i i, I it, it, it is funny though because it's like i i i don't remember any of it <laughs> like I, like i was so like 30 i like I, 20 minutes into the film i think mm-hmm. i think my first note is like 30 minutes in and now i like i grasped that it was yeah um because i i literally to the point that like i don't remember this film like a i know that we 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 were in theater like i didn't yeah. miss the first 15 minutes like we would have never done that for one of yeah, these no. just because of you know jobs um but also like i actually queued up it on my phone mm-hmm. on on voodoo to make sure that like they hadn't done that and i was like yeah, oh like no okay they, they don't i don't remember that cell phone i don't remember like the cell phone video thing yeah. um at all and it's just like oh my god because i know that i've i've seen bits and pieces of it since then and usually yeah. if it's on 
whatever channel it's on, I'll leave it on and just watch a little bit of it and then get distracted or whatever. But um, I, 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 it, the, the film is a lot. It, it's funniness. It's cuteness um, is both like good. Like the, the scene, um, the scene when uh, um, uh, uh, soups is, uh, you know, fucked up and, uh, he just brought back. He's just brought back. He's by the statue, and he's yeah. holding off half the Justice League. And then uh, Barry runs by. Like I remember that being not good, and like for some reason, like it just isn't like not well done and not right. whatever. And I actually enjoyed that. But then there's like scenes like where Aqua, where Bruce is um, trying to find Aquaman, and there's this like eight foot tall god of a man standing in front of him and he's like tell me who aquaman is and you're like <laughs> i think it's that guy right there i think it's the guy that's a foot and a half taller than all of the other sailors in this room like i don't think it, with the like the glowing eyes and like <laughs> the the hair that blows in the wind even though there's all the windows are closed like sort of thing i'm like really i thought you were a detective and i know maybe I mean, you're I, being rhetorical here I and like say, you're trying to get him yeah, out but it's I will say it's one of those things where like it they played that for a little bit and they do yeah. the same thing in the Snyder cut, but they, it does play a little bit too long of him like being cutesy about it before he finally just says like Arthur Curry. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so he knew going into the room exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. first of all, we already knew that he knew because we saw yeah. Batman v Superman yeah. where he had the fucking tape of the guy. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> um, Which by the way, so what question? How many how how many fish? Because there's there's one something I noticed that when when he did Aquaman does his little bursts underwater where he goes from like swimming to super fast. Yeah. Um. There was an eel in one of the shots that like gets blown away, and I'm like, how many fish does he kill every <laughs> time that he does his little burst? Because I mean, one thing that we know about underwater testing. <laughs> like underwater testing of explosions and like the sensors and everything like mm -hmm. that, that it fucks up whales and everything like that. Yeah. And it's just like, so how many fish does he kill every single time that he like decides, like, Oh shit, her, I forgot her. my keys yeah. back at the, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Arthur's Arthur's personality quirks in this movie are kind of hilarious. If you stop and think about them for a minute. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's doubly funny in the other cut because like okay so when he goes to the village to bring food and then yeah. he's like wearing a shirt and then he takes the shirt off and just leaves it on the beach so that he can swim out to the you know swim back out yeah, yeah. um he does that two different times with two different shirts in the, in the snyder cut and it's just like where is he getting all these shirts why doesn't he want them <laughs> i like does it i mean like I, I get water resistance but i also get like god damn it have to like keep there's not, there's no one else like in this town that's his same size, so they have yeah. to be his shirts. Let's let's spend another 20 minutes talking about <laughs> just talking about, Aquaman. yeah, 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 just talking about like, yeah, this is the uh Aquaman shirt conspiracy podcast yeah, now, yeah. And, but uh, I will say the the like that yeah. whole town is is odd in this. It's odder, but in a, a slightly more entertaining way in the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the his personal quirks are kind of weird if you actually stop and try to think about them, which I'm sure is probably true of all the characters on some level, but like certainly Aquaman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the other like the 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 
challenge of having these characters where it's like we're trying to show that they're godlike, and so everybody's constantly breaking the speed near the sound barrier. It's like the same point you're making about fish. It's like, well, how many birds does Superman kill every time he goes anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he kills. Does Superman cause cancer like wind turbines do? Um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, I what, the one other thing too is that I don't understand how they have to form this like bubble underwater to be able to talk. And so it's just like, do they? And again, this is me being literally completely ignorant about Aquaman yeah. as a character. Um, and it's just like, do they really always have to do that? Because that seems like really inconvenient. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, I forgot. Well, to tell I mean, you I, ironically, that speaks to something which is like Snyder has his own rules for a lot of these characters and sometimes they conflict with the solo movies yeah like obviously in Aquaman they don't do that and not only do they not do that but also like his people have to have like those goldfish bowls on their heads when they go out into the world so that they can breathe water because they have gills they they can't breathe outside so like the idea of let's create a bubble so we can hear each other doesn't actually work for a couple of reasons uh, within the world that's established by James Wan's Aquaman movie. Yeah. But uh, for the sake of the Snyder film, like that, they hadn't yet, I think what it was was they just hadn't yet decided how they were going to present the underwater conversations in Aquaman. Yeah. And so rather than have a half finished effect yeah. they were just like okay well in my version they have a bubble yeah. <laughs> um i mean it it, it it makes sense just one of those it's like whenever you start adding like whenever you start having um actual superheroes not even so yeah. much like the way that you know most marvel characters are which they're basically adapt adapt adapted human beings um sorry I have a walkie-talkie in my it's CB radio that occasionally plays. Nice. Um, I think I have to turn it off. <laughs> Sorry about that. No worries. See, <laughs> I, now I just I, I have uh, the thing in my head it's just like no somebody's trying to warn you oh. <laughs> it is um it is the distress signal but it was just <laughs> um huh. but also like i had that it's just anyway anyway let's not get off on that um but, <laughs> so, um, um but, the one thing i will say because i've been like coming down on it a little bit more because like i said last time i was high on it and, and you weren't um i i will say that I agree with you that it's an entertaining movie. Like, I think that uh, Snyder's DC movies are challenging in a way that the Marvel movies are not. Uh, and a lot of people don't like that, and you and I do. Yeah. Uh, but I also think that this movie isn't challenging, and it kind of feels almost like a Marvelized version of these characters. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't totally work, but I do think it feels a little bit like like this this movie would have been really at home with like the like Joel Schumacher era of Batman. <laughs> like it's it's and I don't mean like the over the top camp of it. Yeah. Of yeah. like specifically Joel Schumacher, but I just mean like that late 90s thing of like a big loud action 
comedy, basically, yeah. um, that has superheroes that, in it. Yeah, I mean, one of, that's kind of one of the problems of the of again announcing the 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 full Snyder cut, but um, is is the fact that like it's trying to be both. It's trying to be both things to some yeah. extent, where it's supposed to be. It's trying to live up, but like just basic things like the tone, the color tone of the film, the color palette of the film is ah. still Snyder. And so like they're making snips and, you know, going back and forth and making jokes. And you're like, wait, like this, th- what? It's still the like Martha, like tone mm-hmm. of the previous film, which is supposed to be very dark. And, you know, I mean, maybe you get the one joke of, uh, you know, it, is, I thought he was with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's, and that's kind of it. Um, which is fine if you're trying to do that, which I think, you know, I mean, again, I think mm-hmm. I still stand by, like, I think that's what Batman versus Superman, I think that that's what it needs. Um, especially the story, the specific story, you know, everything that he was, ta- that he was right. telling there. But in this, it doesn't, like, I do wonder how, um, and I know people have done this with Man, uh, Man of Steel, where they just changed the color palette yeah, and did it with a Christopher Reeve the... palette. Yeah. Um, and I do wonder if somebody did a, just an overall palette change of on this, um, and, you know, did it maybe not Christopher Reeve level, but like, did it just like brighten it up a little bit? Yeah. Whether like some of the tone and some of the feel would just kind of change a little bit, which it's weird how that works, but it yeah, does. No, it, it, I mean, and again, like, that's why, that's why somebody like Snyder makes the conscious decision to have the palette that he does. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's tough to know because I do think that there's an extent to which it's like like you know I mentioned the idea of like this would have felt home, felt at home as like a you know two a mid two thousand superhero movie yeah. with Lincoln you know but at the same time Steppenwolf at like the design of the character is so like he's you know he's unappealing visually which. I'm not saying that as a slam on the movie. I'm just saying, like, the choice to make him very alien and very kind of gross, like, wouldn't fit with the kind of movie that I think they wanted to make. I think you would have needed to go a more traditional New Gods approach where he looks like a dude with a weird helmet, you know? Yeah. Uh, It is is awkward, too, because, like, I mean, that's one thing. Obviously, the, the CG definitely looked better, again, could just be my memory versus in a theater versus a TV and things like that. But like the CG definitely looked better, but he still looked weird. And like, it like, cause I mean like one of the, one of the good things about alien, you know, I mean like one of the things that like, it's a real discussion whenever you're creating a new uh, creature um, is that like that goes, you know, the alien, especially on alien design where it's just like, okay, so you have, you know, just well, either you have like the ET thing, or you have the you know Spielberg's ET, or whether you have like right. the long face, like Roger from American Dad, um, <laughs> for lack of a better immediate thought. Um, but like this doesn't, it doesn't have a lot of logic. It like his, it's like this weird head, and then this like face, yeah, basically like cut in to like what looks kind of half like a costume, but like not. You know, it's. Uh, like and it's not armor um it's part of his body it's it's just a weird um it's such a still such a weird choice that like i think that you could change that out a lot and and also just being able to because of the weird structure of his face and everything like that he's not whoever did the you know 
the I assume mocap. Um, couldn't yeah, Sierra Hines. It, it just there's no expression. Like, you know, because I mean, like, there's very like maybe a slight eye stuff is that you can do, but it doesn't, you know, I mean, one of the good things about a lot of, you know, um, a lot of character design now, like when it comes to like aliens and like weird, you know, CG created monsters or whatever, is that like the ability for whoever's doing the the green suit, um, the ability to for them to provide, you know, that's why Schmeagel was such a great you cared about him you care yeah. you know you hated him but like you cared about him because it's like he could show emotion and it's like when he's getting his ass handed to him towards the end of the uh, end of the film you don't have any of that um and yeah. and obviously some of that's because of the character but obviously some of that a lot of that is because he just doesn't have any emotion and it's just like this thing getting knocked around with a flat face but yeah yeah um and that's <sighs> I think uh, I think that might be one of those things that because obviously like I will say like you said the CGI the CGI looked better there are bits of this movie that I think the CGI is still really dodgy mm -hmm. uh, and I think Steppenwolf was rushed uh, I there's they had like twelve different Steppenwolf designs and obviously the design is totally different in the Snyder cut mm -hmm. um uh, but uh, I I do feel like th that one of the things that hurt it for me is that I think you had a movie where the two things that really were dodgy CGI wise was yeah. the villain and like the like Steppenwolf and his design yeah. and the final like battle like because that was on on I was watching it. My back's been killing me. So I was like laying on the floor stretching and I was watching it on like the like not huge TV, but it's like a 46 inch TV and it was close to me. Yeah. And I just remember like looking at it and going like, wow, the last scene looks really like the Russian town, like as, as the Batmobile is speeding through it, it like that really doesn't look good. Yeah. Um, and so, and and obviously I know that was like, that was all the Russian town stuff was all in reshoots. Yeah. Like that was that whole subplot was added by Whedon, which is not a Snyder cut spoiler. Like that's a thing that I think everybody has known from mm. the beginning. Um, but like that's so it's one of those things where uh, I, 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 I agree with you that like it's entertaining and that the, the CGI is not as bad as it necessarily gets a rap for. But I do think some of the things that uh, some of the things that are not right. Yeah are big things to not be right especially in a movie like this yeah yeah and especially with the amount of money like there's no yeah, exactly. there's not the excuse of like oh we ran out of money sort of thing isn't there um you I know mean, the, uh, the, the bizarre thing is i think that's part of it like i think that towards the end they they didn't want to spend any more money because the movie was over budget yeah like the other side of that then becomes how do you like you still have to release the film you know yeah. and so i get you don't want to spend any more money but wouldn't you rather spend an extra 10 million and hopefully make an extra 50 because the word of mouth isn't so toxic yeah yeah i mean uh, especially nowadays like with with any of these action films that have like a lot of cg i mean like like trans like if transformers didn't spend the extra 40 million dollars to do the extra renders or whatever the hell yeah. needs to be done to make the uh to make uh the transformers look good look 
so great. Um, yeah. I mean, like, whatever, however you feel about the films, and I think we're we're established on how we feel about this film. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, they look incredible. Like, the CG in those films, even the first one, yeah. um, which God knows how many years ago, you know, now, like, looks still goddamn incredible. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, the one thing that, like, you can watch those films and just, like, kind of be in awe of... That the that these things don't even exist at all in any way, shape, yeah. and form. I mean, like, I this think is not a green really... screen. It's not a guy. It's, it's just literally people in in rooms with you know ones and zeros. Like, yeah, and I think that it's one of the things that's really telling is uh, that the robots, as they're fully formed CGI beings that exist in a room with you. Um, are so good and the only place that that gets critiqued is like in the transformations when it's like random nonsense like you know the 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 transformers transformations tend to look like the uh the mother box merging in this movie yeah where it's just like oh well i can see that there's something in there that resembles what that thing used to be but really it's just you know and then and you know it's funny because it's like on the other hand uh at least my remembrance of like bumblebee um, was that it was inc- that was actually really done well because that was more of a <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was more of an art film I guess I don't know like no I don't but know. I mean it, it was it was a movie that somebody cared about like yeah. you could tell by watching it that it was a movie that somebody wanted to make yeah and I think that's that's kind of the thing with this movie like this movie feels like it's a product that had to hit a deadline. And so there are parts of it that just feel like nobody cared, yeah. you know? And there's, there's, there are really crowd-pleasing elements to the fact that, like, it's a product designed to appeal to a wide range of people. Yeah. And so, like, obviously it's not going to suck all the time. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it really, like, it does feel like there's there's a, a degree to which it's just kind of like being put out there to hit the deadline and then you know and obviously i think that's i do feel like it's pretty obvious that they gave up on this movie at some point um yeah. which again just is so weird to me like there's there's stuff here and even the theatrical cut is like it does have some really entertaining stuff Obviously, the cast is great. Obviously, blah 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 blah. I yeah. and I kind of I, I I still can't wrap my head around the way that they just got three quarters of the way through production and then waved the white flag on this movie and were like, "Well, we're gonna make the best with what we got," you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And and I think that a lot of my problem and it's not even like Snyder cut related, although that exacerbates it because now I can see even more what could have been. Yeah. But like a lot of my problem with it is just where you see all these missed opportunities and all these mistakes. And you're just like, how did they not capitalize on this in any way? Um, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it, it'll, it'll be interesting too, because like, I, I, you know, God only knows what the, like the behind the scenes negotiations are, uh, when, um, uh, uh, to make the Snyder cut was yeah. like, cause I, I, obviously I assume they didn't just go, okay, so here's all the raw footage. Here's everything that you need. Uh, what do you need? Here's a budget for seventy million dollars or whatever uh, other extra money. Go have it, and we'll we we will look forward to see the version of the cut when you're done in six months. Yeah. Um. Obviously, that's not how that works. But like, there is like, I mean, this is always my like, this is my one of my big problems with Scorsese. Um, which, yes, I know this is a 
jump. <laughs> um, no, but is the fact that like I think Scorsese's earlier film, like there's there's an arc where with Scorsese, there's his art films, like early yeah. day films where you're like 70s, nobody's watching anybody. Somebody throws him, you know, I assume Scorsese and his you know, his producer friends got together and we're like, okay, we pull together, we can get Pacino and we're done. Yeah. We don't need, we don't have to care about anything else. We can make a film around that. Um, you know, mean, you know, mean streets and that sort of right. whatever. Um, uh, mean streets wasn't Pacino, but, um, and then there's like when this very clearly got big enough money, when you have a cast of like 15,000 Italians in a room, um, like that's, you know, yeah. what he, he made about 30 of those films, um, over 20 years. Um, and, they were really solidly well-made films, but they definitely had like a studio because they're like, oh, we can make money off of this. Yeah. Like, but there's some somebody somewhere going, no, I know you want to do that art-wise, but mm, like we need to consider a budget or whatever. And then it became then his like the rest of his films are like basically just processed shit. Like yeah. in my opinion, I'm sorry, Departed is sucks. Um, like it's just literally like you know whatever. But like. I, I feel with like a lot of like uh, tour directors and whether, you know, I mean, what, uh, how do you feel about Snyder in general? Like he right. is, he has a style. He has all, all the descriptions of an auteur director. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. There's the type of films that auteur directors, you know, want to uh, say that produce, but whatever. Um, is that I do wonder like how much of, uh, you know, the studio, kind of over uh, having a hand over it is going to what that's going to do to this film because it's like it's the difference between like batman versus superman i think might have gone a little too far um mm -hmm. might have not had the control that he wanted like especially the you know but then justice league was like full hand down we have a time period we have everything it's right. going too far and it's done and and uh it'll be interesting to see <clears> what <throat> uh the uh, Snyder cut version of Justice League looks like because obviously, obviously being so long within the world of you know yeah, studio yeah. films at all. I mean, in the in the in the realm of any film, like four you know yeah, three yeah. four hours is a long goddamn fucking film. Yeah, especially I mean, when it's not like you know a lucky man or something. Yeah, and this is really, I mean, it it, it without belaboring the point, like obviously it's it's double what the theatrical release of the movie was. Yeah, <laughs> and so. <laughs> It very quickly becomes like, okay, so there's a lot to break down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, the one, the one thing that like, I, I don't have any hopes that they're going, that they're gone. But the one mm -hmm. big thing that I, I just remember fucking hating. And I still, even on this rewatch hating is the group wide shots. And I get it. You have a team together and mm -hmm. I get it. But like, that's one thing that I at least I don't remember Marvel doing, like almost going out of its way doing in, in the Justice League kind of world films. Right. Is that OK? So you have a billion dollar worth of IP standing yeah. in one room. It doesn't mean you have to have them all stand in a row and look epic. But I like think, I remember. I think there's a couple of things there. I think that some of that is a Snyder thing because he shoots these yeah. characters to look epic because his whole take is like. Marvel is like the Marvel characters are human and these guys are yeah. Greek gods, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I also think like to an extent, especially in BVS and Man of Steel, where it was shot in like super widescreen. Yeah. Um, probably some of that is just because like when you're getting these shots of everybody, mm -hmm. it's, 
it it looks weird because the characters kind of dominate that space. Yeah. Um, I, I just it like in the middle of the like the end scene when they're you know they're fighting Steppenwolf and there's like again maybe I'm wrong it feels like there's like half a dozen of these shots yeah I mean <laughs> there isn't there absolutely is and, and I like, will say there are some that are unique to Whedon and then there's some there are a lot of those kinds of like glamour shots I guess at the uh, at the Snyder or in the uh, in the Snyder cut but I I just think of like it's in the middle of not in the middle, but like either right before or kind of at some point during a fight scene. And I go, this is just really bad. Not only really bad planning. Like this is why, this is why the British lost the revolution. One of the reasons <laughs> the British lost the revolutionary war is because like there's guerrilla fighting and then there's, <laughs> but if you're being like destroyed by like, if half of your characters can't take these like random, the literal drones, yeah. like maybe standing in a row, <laughs> across yeah. board it's the best idea to do like as you look epic and go well you know whatever yeah and it's yeah. just it's just one of these irritating things like i get one shot but like the one shot has to be a reveal like if you're gonna do that it has to be like this is the first time all of them are together standing yeah. in the ring. you already have had in 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 the uh, theatrical version you already had i don't like 10 minutes of screen time when they're all at least standing around in a room yeah like you know what you get them on the ship. They're lifting off on the troop tr tr transporter that that Bruce built, mm -hmm. and like you have that shot, and then that's it. And you never do it again. Like that's that's yeah. what you do. You don't do it like oh they're looking down and they're all like wrote. It's just yeah. And I mean <laughs> I get that. I think that I think that uh, I will say I think that Marvel does do that more than you notice. I think that just because Marvel's movies are less stylized and because um, they don't like that again they, they're shot in a different they're they're a little bit more of like a traditional like six six nine ratio or whatever um and, and so like, like i can think of a lot of shots from like especially from age of ultron of like everybody in a room yeah i, I just think of because of being like the one the 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 scene that they're going for in in justice league which is they're all the teams together. It's awesome. The scene in and I and I can't believe that I'm defending Avengers um, <laughs> like, the way that I am. But like, no, but the scene that they did, that's epic. That's just like fucking badass. And I still remember being like, oh, this is chills. This is holy right. shit. This is like cause, I mean, obviously, obviously, a lot of that helps that Avengers came out so many years beforehand. And the idea that. Like, because yeah, I think that even when Avengers came out, done it before. Well, well, I mean, I, 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 we've had this conversation. Well, I mean, Guardians, I think, is when we really had this mm -hmm. conversation where it's like, we're getting two hundred and fifty million dollar comic book movies on the yeah. regular, and yeah. some of these characters, like when Guardians came out, it was like, how the fuck is this happening? How does James Gunn, <laughs> yeah, who yeah. like ten years ago was writing tweets uh no anyway but uh 10 huh. years ago was was uh working with trauma like yeah. how is he producing this and giving us like the the absolute dream version of whatever comic book nerd like yeah. just pure geekdom like this isn't real like, and avengers was like to me like the biggest like how you feel about the film i'm i'm still i think it's a good film right. it, it was still mixed on like whether it's whatever but right. like there is a scene when uh you know in the manhattan scene they're fighting the aliens and there's a scene i don't, i forget how many of the avengers are actually there i think it's uh, five uh, but like they do the round scene where they're yeah. all 
like ready to go. Like that's how you fucking do it. You don't do it like, oh, these are characters that are up on my, you know, yeah. like statuettes that are like collectible statuettes that are on my like on my uh, above my computer screen or something like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, like that's uh, um, that's that's the like the difference. And I guess that's also like a little bit of the difference of the like the geekdom or whatever, you know, yeah. whether or not that's a nod by Snyder to geeks that probably have that same exact setup above their as they're yeah. watching the tv that's like right there or something i don't know um but but it is is funny the the the, the one question though that what what do both dc and marvel have against eastern europe because age <laughs> of ultron, that you just you brought up age of ultron and i have right, that yeah. in there like what what what's what i get that it's a big open space that like whatever but like why why is it <laughs> yeah um you know what's funny is in this case it, i think it's literally just that they it was uh what do you call it chernobyl yeah like they they needed chernobyl basically um and that makes more sense in the snyder cut like they they, they the explanation for it makes more sense in the snyder cut whereas in here it's just kind of like that's where they are yeah. um but yeah, no. In general, that's definitely true. Um, I'll also say that in the Snyder Cut, there's no village around it because it's still radioactive, yeah. and so, like, you, you're not do like, you can have the property damage without, yeah, like civilian damage, but also without the subplot of like chasing civilians around, which is yeah. Uh, which is still the irritating as fuck thing that they felt like they had to deal with um, after Superman. And then, like, you're like, oh, we have to fight him on an isolated island somewhere or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, half of, half of, I mean, it's irritating as hell. But, like, half of, like, the the scenes that you have when superheroes are fighting, you know, just bashing skulls with uh, um, with villains is that you have the superhero has to every single time take a moment and save somebody. And that's, that's what the villain uses. I mean, like that's the, that's comic books. Like, yeah. And the fact that like, that was the one thing, one of the big things that about Batman versus Superman that bothered the fuck out of me was there's like, Oh, there's no, like I get maybe that also, I mean, also that's probably like a $15 million budget line. It's just, right. it always irritates me when it's just like, that definitely felt like that was a budget choice, not a script choice. Yeah. Like, uh, and the line about how, oh, we'll, we'll make sure that people don't die or whatever or something seemed like yeah. more of feel. And I, I, it does a better justification than I'm giving it like throughout right. the film. Yeah. They do talk about and, and you know, that one of, you know, why Batman or why, uh, Batman, uh, why, uh, uh, Bruce hates Superman is yeah. because of his destruction, wanton destruction, basically. Right. Of, whatever but um is very confusing like anyway but yeah uh, I, I and again like it's it's one of those things i i agree uh, it's i think that it's interesting because every big budget action franchise has the same basic action scenes and they like everybody's always dropping skyscrapers all over the place yeah um Superhero movies are held to a different standard because superheroes are superheroes. Um, yeah. And and so it for a minute after Man of Steel, it became like a whole thing. Yeah. And then ironically, I think that for the most part, that's disappeared again. 
kind of like how after 9-11 you couldn't do that in movies for a while yeah. Yeah. and then like people got numb to it and now every movie looks like 9-11 yeah um and yeah. so uh it's one of those one of those things where it's really interesting to me that this is probably the last one where they had to go out of their way to do that and part of that was literally just because Whedon was there and I think yeah. that they like he had just done it on Age of Ultron and like this was a super <laughs> movie and, you know which Age of Ultron has a whole different ethics level that doesn't really doesn't have any ethics when it comes to like but it's like that was one where they actually brought them there yeah yeah <laughs> that was always the weird thing and I get it that was like part of it was the fallout that right. caused the you know event you know and everything around it that started the spiral towards the worst film God has ever made. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's not that bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway. But all uh, right. Well, the, the and, funny, the funny thing. Yeah, go ahead. No, what were you gonna say? Oh no, the funny thing is, I just watched this. Uh, we were talking about the ethics. Like, um, this is one that I, I, I want to <laughs> have you. We have to do a thing on. Uh, I just watched Colossal with yeah. Anne Hathaway. Um, it's the one where she's going through like basically an emotional like trauma. And whenever she goes to this very particular part of a park, she turns into like, uh, she appears as a like Godzilla type creature Mm. over Korea, South Korea in Seoul. And basically if she walks the wrong way, she destroys a, like a building and things like that. And then there's this whole arc with it, but the film is actually incredible. (laughs) Like I was actually like, cause I saw the trailer. I'm like, Oh God only knows, because it gets about 25 minutes into the film, and you're like, oh, no. She's figured it out. Everything's happening. Where is this? How? We're only 25, 30 minutes into this film? Yeah. How the, oh, this is not going to be good. Because it's like, how do you go from there? And then it just goes somewhere else, and you're like, God, fuck, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I, I get, like, and it never becomes really obvious until the moment that it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it's like an hour into this film that, is slow not not slow slow but it's like slow right. enough that you're like it's a coming hometown you know uh, uh failing in the big city and coming home right. and having to deal with friends and like there's that film and then there's this weird side film that's the everything you see in the yeah it's very good yeah but it, monsters <laughs> yes <laughs> um yeah I, I haven't seen that but i should i should look into it's it on Hulu, it's right? one of those, i used to really like uh anne hathaway and i'm not sure why i just kind of like noped out on her i don't even dislike her i just don't pay attention to her anymore um, i'm sure it has nothing to do with witches being one of the worst things i've ever seen in my life <laughs> and i and i forced my way through that movie because i that's i watched it in three times three yeah. parts like i was like okay i made it this far and then made it far because i'm like that was one of the def- like that was a defining film of my childhood like traumatizing <laughs> sort of film yeah, yeah. Like, and i was like okay it can't be this bad i'm like oh my god it's worse it's worse right? yeah uh all right so any final thoughts on justice league uh i've been getting message after message after Ah. message from work as you can probably tell Uh, (laughs) no i mean i'm not on the clock right now it's just that i'm getting messages from work of course so it's yeah no um yeah no i i uh i'm super looking forward to seeing obviously this has been a long time coming so i'm super forward to looking forward to seeing the thing i i am sad though that i i like I wish I had a larger television here because <laughs> it would be uh, nice to watch something properly sized. Because again, with these films, you always have to caveat be like, okay, so I watched it on this format. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, I mean, at least I'm not like. Traveling. I will say, I, I'm sure you probably have seen this, but uh, the Snyder Cut 
is being released in essentially IMAX uh, aspect ratio. Yeah. So it's basically full frame. Oh, okay. That's cool. So, so at least it was just the whole screen, small yeah. screen I have. Relatively small screen. At least I have, don't have to like watch it on an iPad or something like yeah. that because that would kill me. Um, but uh, uh, which is actually, no, that's actually, that, actually I did watch Tenet on an airplane. That's nice. actually, that's actually how I watched it. I forget where I was going, uh, but. <laughs> uh, anyway. uh, one final note from me. Uh, during the course of this interview, one of the many messages that I got from work was yeah. uh, Ryan Reynolds tweeted, excited to see the Snyder Cut, but ahead of its debut and with the aid of a good amount of aviation gin. Tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern, I'll do something I have never done. Actually watch Green Lantern. Oh. So, so that should be a fun St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I'm sure that Ryan Reynolds live tweeting Green Lantern while getting increasingly drunk will be a lot of fun. Uh, that is just so much. Uh, I assume you'll be writing up those storylines. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Between the great Green Lantern and yeah. Anyway. But uh, and uh, always remember, uh, if you haven't if you've listened this far and haven't donated uh, or supported Russ's Kickstarter or uh, not Kickstarter, sorry, Uh, Band-Aid, Indiegogo, um, uh, best movie ever, a totally jerking book. It's not the title of the book, but uh, if you're searching it, (laughs) you just just search Josie and the Pussycats on Indiegogo and it'll come up. Or I'm Uh, sure if you search jerking on Indiegogo, that's probably the only thing with jerking in the title. (laughs) <laughs> we're like uh russ i just donated to your uh your uh, uh turkey jerky um <laughs> <laughs> the matrix is telling my brain this is turkey jerky yes um anyway uh, all right which... so <laughs> yeah which we gotta also yeah. yeah all right sir uh thanks so much and i'm gonna hang up before uh yeah. this frozen video uh becomes a thing but uh, <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to us rant, and uh, be back here by noon on the fifth day for more from Emerald City Video, and always remember to rewind your cassettes.